All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Diamond Rivera of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast, coming all the way from New York City. And tonight we have some really special guests on the platform tonight, all the way from the Boston area. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Thubachattheradio.com, where you can listen to this interview live in high quality. And today, people, on this Sunday, we have two amazing guests, people that I've known for quite some time, even dating back on to 2015. All the way from the Boston area, we have Jenna and Luis. Hello. What's up? What's up? I mean, like we've talked privately. It's been a long time right now. Like it's it's been a while. It's been a it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but before we get started into things, I really want to know from both of your both of your perspectives, how have you guys been? Well, I can say it's like it's been a roller coaster, like a lot of adjustments for sure. Um, trying to be more active virtually. Um, when we were like really in person, people has been like like an adjustment. It's just been experimenting new things. It's definitely been an emotional ride. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, you know, as dancers, we're we're such social people whose entire lives is is mm-hmm. intertwined with dance socials, dance classes, dance students, and that that one-on-one interaction with everybody. So for that to go cold turkey, like it was pretty lonely at first. (laughs) And it went from like, oh, it's only two weeks. It's fine to like, here we are a year later. So, you know, like Louis said, it was a roller coaster where we were like, oh, it's okay. Vacation. We were honest, honestly. Yeah, I was excited. Yeah. I'm like, we work so much. So yeah. this was great. Two weeks off. And then we were like, okay, vacation over. And it, it, we went through all the feelings. <laughs> for sure. But we're alive and well. And that's obviously most important. So it, it's kind of just, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you know, and, and the reason I asked that question, and because I feel like that question is really kind of, getting lost. I feel like, especially with us artists, um, realizing when we went to events pre-COVID, most of us were just focused on the moments. It was only really our close-knit friends that really would ask those questions, and especially more than ever now, uh, realizing as you guys are in your studio, your brand new studio that you guys have here, and we'll get into that, realizing how far you guys have come, and realizing even through even through all the adversity many of us have endured this past year, realizing those people, those influencers like yourselves have stayed afloat and now are blessed to have a studio and still impact the community while still providing safety first. For sure. We're still out here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and at least before we really get started, also into things, just letting you know that. Uh, during the interview, we'll have some live comments coming in uh, as well. Just for example, uh, the one and only Mr. DJ Casanova here. Man, I love this guy's uh, DJ live sets, but I'm really upset that Facebook just like puts him in Facebook jail. Like his, his uh, sets are everything. I know. 
Yeah, his sets, man, we, we had to put those on our website. And I told him, I was like, Jovan, because he's teaching in our studio now, which is so great. And just hearing all of his sets, I, I told him I go through all my feelings. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, Jovan. As well, him as Claire here. Yes, Claire. Show us some love. And, you know, I think as well today, we'll have a, I, my most important thing is I want to take away from this is having others understand Jenna and Luis more for than just what they do on a stage. Because I think too, having this type of platform, for me, it's my responsibility to allow the same people that love us on stages have the opportunity to learn more about us. So when we do come back to some type of normalcy, I think there's more of a connection there to the artists, to just the attendee. Oh, for sure, that's important. It's important, I was saying earlier, it's like recognizing that we're also humans. Like sometimes, yeah. you know, you see certain people in a certain light and you don't have that connection with them. And then you realize like, oh, they're just like you and I. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this many things. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know they did this or that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, as we get started, I love, uh, of course, understanding the road to success, but I think it's also important that we understand who the guests such as yourself, Shannon and Luis, who you guys are pre-COVID, pre-dancing. Like who were you two before kind of dance entered into your life, whether you've been dancing your whole life, but what were your lives like before uh, Jen and Luis came about? Okay, that's me. Okay, so we'll start with me. Um, mm -hmm. I... I started dancing pretty small, pretty much a uh, little kid when I started dancing, but I always started um, dancing around my family. I was just more of a very music person. Like I love mm -hmm. music. I just hear music and I was just dancing all the time. Um, I think my first really organized dance that I did was in Puerto Rico. Um, I did some Bombay Plena, which is Puerto Rican traditional dance. Um, I think that was my first choreographed experience in my life. Mm. I think I was like in third grade when I did that. Um, but I always like loved music videos. I remember I, I used to go to, to my house and put the music videos and see the people dancing. So I always loved that. Um, I have a best friend for like my entire life and the both of us were like that. Um, and since that young, I, I always remember learning all these dance moves and and then from there I went and my first like official dance crew was when I was 14. I started competing on talent shows, but it was more of hip hop, reggaeton and all that kind of stuff. I never did Latin dance until I got here. Mm. Um, I did reggaeton and I did certain things I 2010, that was when I was more in high school. I auditioned for this Olympic Games, 2010, and then I, I made it through there. And I did this opening show with Olga, Olga Tanyong. I danced with Wisin Yandel. I danced with wow. all people. Um, yeah, I, I really focused more on reggaeton and training on that area because I, I always love to do like mm -hmm. fiesta patronales. I will perform yeah. with them and reggaeton artists. And then from there, I started getting gigs. I actually did music videos, which is the career that I wanted to go. My goal mm -hmm. was to 
keep training in reggaeton and eventually travel the world with reggaeton artists, which was my goal. But um, after a while, I did some things, and it was hard for me to go to the college that I wanted to go. So I decided to come to United States to save some money and come back to Puerto Rico. But when I came to United States, yeah, everything, uh, everything changed. <laughs> so, and that, and that's the beginning of my Latin dance story there. Um, that's where I started going out to Havana Club, which is a really famous yes. club over here in Boston. Um, I started going to Rouse, all these small socials. And then one time I met Jenna at Havana Club, and she told me all about Island Touch. She was one of the members of Island Touch. She was actually captaining by that time, pretty much. Recruiter. Oh, you should be recruiter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? You dance for, for Ataca La Alemana? Yeah. You really? So I was like, so she invited me to um, somewhere else the next day, and then we went, and then I went to one of the rehearsals. And then from there, I was just, no, I just need to keep going on the bachata. And, and then we, we hooked them in. That's what yes, happened. And then I got hooked. <laughs> and from oh. there, I, me being raised in a competitive like yeah. environment, I just wanted to like keep getting better and better. And that's how I'm here right now. Pretty much cutting it short because there's a lot of training that I did in between that. Mm. From there in. It's just like a smooth, long process. Yes. From there, I met Ataca <laughs> Alemana, then I met Alison Desiree, and then yeah. from a student, I went to a captain on the team, from captain to director, and then from there, I was just directing the Boston Touch team, Virginia, mm -hmm. and we started doing club um, classes. They asked, oh, you should do this class in this club. I remember when we did this class in the club, Havana Club, there was only like two couples dancing bachata in Boston literally for a whole year at the end of the night only like three couples were staying the dance floor until it actually got big which it was pretty crazy like how consistent yeah, yeah no one was doing bachata back then yeah well, we and started, what, what year would you say that would be like we when... met in 2013 yes so in 2013 we started dancing together and around that time that was i think the second or third season of island touch um, they were they were in New York at the time. Yeah. And so Boston was one of the first five cities to have their franchise teams. Mm. So it was about 2000. It was at the very end of 2012. I remember we had auditions and I joined in, in early 2013. And then I met Luis at the end of one of the seasons. And then but bachata was like it was out there, but it wasn't. It was like one or two songs, maybe. It was still a really strong salsa scene, at least here in Boston. Um, so yeah, we were there they in the beginning. Bachata here in Boston, and only a handful of people would dance it. Like there was not bachata pretty much at all. It was like magical, you know. Like the song comes on, the floor clears, and oh, you wow. make eye contact <laughs> with like that one other person who's also like. Yeah. Hey, who likes bachata? And you like connect with each other, and then it was like magic. <laughs> you had so yeah. much space. <laughs> and and mind you, this is an example. As you know, Luis was talking, learning something more about the artist, knowing that you used to dance and more trained in reggaeton, and realizing honestly, people don't understand, especially with reggaeton, how large it is. When it comes to those dancers, they need those on those stages. Those that's a that's a big money maker. But understanding. 
then you coming to the States and you said coming to Boston and meeting Jenna, but at that time noticing there wasn't a scene. It wasn't something like, oh man, I'm jumping into this. No, it was kind of fresh. And the fact that you're in Boston, I've talked to people in California, uh, New York, Texas, Florida, you name it. And they've, a lot of them have said the same thing, coming to a, a community that's still fresh, that wasn't like in, ingrained yet, especially with Bachata, because coming to socials, salsa ruled. Oh, yeah. So then actually hearing Bachata, but then you see it slowly creeping, slowly there's events, slowly there's teachers. And fast forward, maybe like you said, 2013, 2014, 2021, you know, how big it's it crazy. is. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, so Jenna, hey, I know Luis has kind of given us a summary and I'll definitely ask some questions, kind of what he has talked about and leading into the present and the future. But I would love to know, especially who was Jenna before Island Touch, before Havana Club? Who was Jenna Roby? I was not a dancer. <laughs> Let's start with that. So Luis like grew up dancing. That was like his thing. I was a competitive softball player like my Ooh. whole life. Yeah, I I played all the way through college. Um, and my sophomore year of college, um, I went to Tufts University. I was playing mm. in preseason and I hurt my back. And um, I, I basically went the rest of that season day to day and it got to a point where the pain was you know so bad that I couldn't play as strongly as I used to and um, so I studied abroad my junior year and I went to Chile and while I was there I took a Cuban salsa class to fulfill an arts requirement um, and I it was an old Cuban man he was the cutest and so much fun. And it was my first introduction to Latin dance. Cause I'm talking, I'm the girl that like didn't dance at prom. Like I was so self-conscious about myself yeah. um, and about moving that it's funny if I tell people that now, cause now they see me on stage and I'm like this super mm -hmm. confident person, but I, I swear I didn't even dance a single dance at prom. Cause I was too worried about, how I was gonna look or what people were gonna think about me. Um, and so I got into dance when I came back from my senior year of college and that was in 2009, 2010. Um, I took a class with Myla, shout out to Myla Thigpen. Um, she was my salsa instructor at Tufts and she um, was dancing on a team with Anara um, in the Boston area. And so she was like my first introduction mm. to this new world. Um, because when I was studying abroad, all my friends had graduated because I was friends with a lot of older people. So I came back after a whole year being gone and not knowing anyone. So getting into the salsa class, um, and she made us go to Riles and to um, we had fire and ice back then. Um, it was the only place in Boston that would allow people who weren't 21 yet. So we were <laughs> college, college people. We were all up in there. In there. Um, but then our final um, assignment was going to the last Boston Salsa Congress, actually, mm -hmm. before the Boston Salsa Fest became a thing. And that was the first time that I had seen Yamule. Yeah. And... Um, 
honestly, all I remember is Yam in this moment. <laughs> but like, for me, it was like a whole nother world that I didn't realize was so huge. And so the dance community over time became like my second family because I was just going out six nights a week um, and meeting so many people and everyone was so friendly. And I always said, I'm originally from St. Louis, <laughs> so I'm not from the Northeast at all. And now it's yes, perfect sense. St. Louis. Lovely. And I was always like, I'm going home because this cold weather <laughs> is not for me. But the Boston salsa, well, the salsa scene, but the dance community in um, general is the main reason. Honestly, it's the reason why I'm still here. Because if not, I would be like somewhere hot. <laughs> oh. I mean, th yeah. that's, that's a whole lot. So wait, question. You're from the St. Louis, you said St. Louis area. Yep. Are you familiar Born and with raised. Carmen Gwen? Yes, I know Carmen. I've been trying to get with Carmen to have her bring us out there forever. So oh. shout out to Carmen. I did a parade. I was like, we did like a little salsa parade in the St. Louis area at Christmas time um, back in the day. Because the salsa scene in St. Louis, yeah. there's like one place to go. Maybe like there's maybe two now, but it's very small. Um, so if you're a dancer in St. Louis, you know everybody. <laughs> Man, just yeah. seeing the connection. Like once you said St. Louis, the first person I was gonna think of was Carmen. That's Carmen. So realizing when you said you guys met one another, um, and you, Louise, coming from kind of a reggaeton background, and Jenna, I'm assuming when you were when you kind of how did you get originally into dance? How was that transition? Yeah, so um, after going out to all these places, um, there's a guy named Carlos Nietzsche who was a very big training. Uh, he would train in New York a lot and then come back to Boston. And at that time, he had um, gathered me and two of my other girlfriends uh, along with Corey, um, who was another um, person directing with him. And they would um, train us. We started training like intensively with both of them. Um, and we ended up having a first routine that was to soul drummers, like this very funky. Yes, um, but like what was so cool is because Nietzsche was like very salsa, mambo, like Afro mm -hmm. um, movement. And um, Corey was uh, big in hip hop. So they, they just fused so many things together for this routine. And it was something unlike I had ever done. And honestly, I say to this day, if it wasn't for him, like getting me into that aspect of dance, I probably wouldn't be where I am. So I started as a salsa dancer um, with Nietzsche. And then when Nietzsche moved, then Mariano came along. Yes. Um, and then I was dancing with Mambo Revelation with Mariano. And so salsa was like my thing. We went to Worlds and competed. Mm. Um, and that was like salsa, salsa was everything yeah. I did. And some people like know me now only as a bachatera. So it's funny, some people don't even realize like, I was and still am very much a salsera. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so that's that's kind of what happened there. But then Mariano fell in love, shout out to Bella, and moved yes. to Sweden. <laughs> and so my like on to experience here in Boston um, in terms of the styles that I was into kind of just went cold turkey. It was really sad. So that was around the time that Island Touch uh, was in Boston. And so we started dancing with uh, Touch under Leon Andres, Esalsi Control. And um, 
yeah, it just kind of went from there and then kind of blends in to the story that Luis said. And then Bachata was growing, but very slowly. And so we were just like at the starting point of that. And that just kind of kept growing and growing and taking off. And we ended up doing that more than salsa. But yeah. we're making a comeback. Louis, let me ask you this question then. When yes. you first met Jenna, I guess, when you guys had that first dance, what was that like? I was like, she must be Dominican. <laughs> Are you going to tell the actual story? Yeah. It's oh actually my God. Funny. No, it's funny because I said that. I was like, oh, she dances really well. But everybody's dancing with her. I have no, I have no chance. And that's why I was brand new to the scene, like hmm. fresh out of Puerto Rico. My own too was forward. Like everything was different. His you know? English was like five words. <laughs> I, I only say hi. You know, I came. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand. I came here when I was very old already. I came here when I was 19. Mm, gotcha. So I haven't been. Um, I moved to Boston because of one of my cousins. She said, oh, yeah, come with me. I was like, uh, uh, like I said before, my plan was to come here, save a little bit of money, come back. Mm -hmm. that but um, then Yes, I, I started to <laughs> I started the bachata right mm. before I moved here because that's that was the time where Atacada La Mana were getting super big. And I was like, wow, they must just that's choreography. There's no way, like there's no social dance. I didn't even believe on social dance. I didn't it was like they just practice a lot and, and yeah. they know all these moves. So I didn't even know social dancing was I think mm -hmm. so coming here um i remember i spent a few uh, like a little time just staying at home working getting my stuff done but then my cousin uh brought me out to havana and then from there i started meeting people and they started inviting me to different places um i didn't meet jenna the first time i went to havana but i remember it was he, like, he skipped the story though um, <laughs> he got sidetracked okay i'm coming i'm coming okay it's going back circle okay, okay. Oh. this is how i met jenna okay <laughs> Uh-huh. So I will I go to Havana Club. I'm just doing my rounds because I don't know nobody. Your I rounds. I, I like my that. rounds. His I was rounds. Like, what is happening yeah. around here? I don't know. Let me see. I just know like there's everybody dancing so good. Like yeah. I was like, I thought I knew how to dance. I don't know. Nothing. So I was like, okay. So I come around and I see like the difference, you know, in the socials, there's the people that stay in one corner there that like a little bit, kind of like the congresses, you know, the stage area is where all the pros go kind of. So I was like, Jenna was on a stage. You know, I was not was, on this. Was I, was, <laughs> I was in the front hanging out with my crew. Anyways, her crew was over there. Um, oh, the crew. Her crew was like the, the more advanced dancers, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I keep watching people. I was like, oh, like, they're so cool. She seems like nice. She's dancing bachata. And, and like, again, bachata wasn't a big thing. I was not going to dance salsa because the dance, salsa was super intimidating for me. Mm. So I was like, I need to, I need to dance bachata. It's somebody that seems nice. I was like, okay, let me see. Yeah. So um, in the, in the, DJ rotation, there was mm. salsa, 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 a merengue, and then a bachata. So I asked Jenna to <laughs> dance on the on the merengue so I can get the bachata because oh. every time the bachata come on, she was <laughs> taking. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me let me go ask her on the merengue. Smooth. And that's how I met her. Smooth. So we danced the merengue and the bachata, and then from there she was like, oh, you should come here. We went to 
another place the next day and then from there to the island touch um rehearsals and, and here like, he's he's still here and <laughs> that's how we were like okay jenna and Luis from now on but he on, was so go. smooth with it right because he was like so first of all this is all in spanish right he's like so oh, uh, I heard her speaking Spanish also. That's why I came. He to just that. assumed I was Dominican like everybody else. It's okay. I'm, so right for the record, what is what is Jenna? What is if people want to know? I, I for everyone to know, <laughs> I am not Dominican. I am not Puerto Rican. I'm half black and half white. So like me and you, zero right and you. Latin anything. But that flavor's still there, though. Yeah. But, <laughs> but everyone just assumes I'm I'm Dominican or Puerto uh, Rican. You could almost be Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah so I have yeah. black and white. I have a little Taino. Lu Louis, <laughs> when I first saw you, I thought you were Dominican because you said you oh, were. Oh yeah, everybody, everybody thinks. thinks everybody thinks. Everybody thinks I'm Dominican. Like uh, how many Dominicans okay, I miss in Boston? Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so see, he assumed like everyone else, and in that merengue, he was all in he Spanish. Assumed. Was like, "Hey, uh, so I want to dance bachata with you, but I knew that you were gonna be busy, so I asked you in the merengue because I know Ooh. the bachata's next. So will you dance with me the next song?" I was like, <laughs> "I was okay. like, just stay with me. Don't dance this one if you get tired. Just dance <laughs> the next one." <laughs> oh my god, so oh, Luis, you, you tried it. This is like a novella. You really tried. Know, you you banked on the merengue working <laughs> that could allow you to get the chance. So, I mean, kudos to you for sure. He was smart with it. And at I least know, you I got the food. dance. Yes, <laughs> you got the dance, and they said the rest is history. And that's so, the problem because because of that, he never went back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's still here. Oh my god. Still here. Oh, I don't think I'm going to leave now. No. <laughs> but, you know, realizing like that moment that you guys shared at that moment of meeting and just like fast forwarding all these years later and seeing where you are. I mean, everything happens for a reason. That moment had to happen. If it happened differently, you don't know what the circumstances would have led to. So then yeah. now with Jenna kind of recruiting you into Island Touch and you getting that experience for both of you, my question is, what was that experience like now going from just the social dance setting to now performing? Well, um, for me, I always love to perform. I mean, mm -hmm. I grew up um, performing <laughs> um, strategy. <laughs> Claire, you funny, love you, Claire. Um, so um, I was used to performing and competing before that was that was my strong i love the stage um uh but i'd never did it dancing bachata so for me it was like brand new like having to deal with a partner i was mm -hmm. really just all about me as an individual so it was like different experience for me to transfer social dancing and make it into into an actual show mm -hmm. which i learned a lot from jenna from island touch lee and andres um, that's where I started everything. All my bachata really started from there. Which is really kind of cool to see um, kind of how you said everything happens for a reason because um, like Luis as a person and as a dancer has come a long way. Um, yeah. I'm so proud of you. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of things that I learned from him um, when it came to the stage because I actually... 
I like to social dance more than I, I like to perform. I'm And my biggest thing, and this is where we're really different, um, which some people might be surprised. Some people that know us a little bit more probably wouldn't be, but I just love to teach. Like right. I'm like the behind the scenes, build the community type person. Like I just like that interaction with people and teaching mm -hmm. and while like the the showtime is like cool, you know, in that little moment, yeah. like if I had to choose one or the other, I would give up performing a million times over just to teach. Um, whereas he's like always been more into performing. Um, yeah. Teaching obviously came as time went on, yeah. um, but it's always been really cool to learn from him as a performer because I was constantly like looking at him like, oh, what's he doing that looks like? different. Like, I want to do that. Oh, this makes me look better. Like, honestly, everyone of our students know, like, when it comes to, like, detailed heads and yeah. arms, like, the little subtleties that he had from hip-hop was really cool to, like, fuse into to mm -hmm. Latin dance. And so I was always, like, looking at him and learning from him, like, how to make things look sharper yeah. or um, just cleaner, cleaner or better. Um, so it was really cool to learn from him and like kind of bounce things off when it came to performing because mm -hmm. he was like really good. That's and I was trying really to be match. on that level. That's how we really <laughs> a match because sometimes I will do all these things and I didn't even know that I did it. Yeah. So he was like, you're doing this thing different. Like, how do you like explain them that you're doing this? I don't know how I did it. <laughs> yeah. So this is how we like really match into teaching and that's how we transfer all our teaching mm -hmm. all the way until now because we we really complement each other in that way mm -hmm. absolutely i mean like you like you say you kind of have in a sense the structure and you have that raw energy and mixing it together but making it work is important because not everyone yeah, can sure. do it i mean for me too i think my introduction to you and we'll i'll definitely ask this question a little later but my introduction to you guys um, it was originally from Mikey, Mikey G from Pura, originally from Pura Vida, but Mikey G. And he was one of the really initial people besides many of our promoters that really started promoting Bachata Heavy in New York. And yeah. I remember even Island Touch, of course, had Island Touch and then he had Bachata. And I believe it was around that time, maybe for me, 2015, 2016, um, I started went to Bachata, just seeing all these groups performing, the atmosphere was crazy. But when I came back, um, a friend of mine's Brandon Contreras, yep. away from Rhode Island, started bringing uh, me to Rhode Island. Bachata Bash. Yes, <laughs> Bachata Bash. And that was my introduction. Coming from New York, getting a chance to fulfill my dream of wanting to start filming events, coming all the way to Rhode Island and realizing it took me to go there to know people like yourselves and really what the bachata community was like on the east coast mm -hmm. because yeah. to come to the smallest state and to have artists like yourselves island touch some of the big ones on the east coast that we know of coming and everybody unifying through dance that was something special and it was different mm -hmm. because it wasn't just the social it wasn't just the performing it was the social dancing atmosphere it was just the networking and the relationships people were building I think you know that's important. You guys are coming from Boston and Rhode Island, and I know you guys have that connection.
But then meeting you guys, for me going to Rhode Island, because I didn't really go to Boston, I was like, wow, like, I think it's only what, like an hour away from Providence. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Not super far. <laughs> so like, for me then, a question I have is, you guys are dancing with Island Touch. When did you guys um, jointly understand that, hey, now I think we're capable of teaching? Great question. Yesterday? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, I feel like we always very hard on ourselves. So mm -hmm. we, we were all about training, of course. But mm. Jenna, being a teacher, I guess she likes to be super extremely ready, which I completely <laughs> understand that. Um, the same for me. I'm very picky with me knowing how to um, teach stuff. And all this encouragement about teaching was pretty much from our own instructors and our mm -hmm. own students or our own teammates. Like yeah. people will see us performing and they will be, oh my God, what, you're not teaching? I didn't know that you were teaching, that um, mm -hmm. you're not teaching, you should teach. So it was more the encouragement of people around us, our instructors, uh, Leanne Andres, of course, they gave us the role mm -hmm. of captaining the team. So we got experience of like being able to lead a team even though yeah. i did that before but i never did it in a partner work or like mm -hmm. you know in a totally different style yeah yeah um so it, it came from there and then the first opportunity to really teach in a in a place with brand new students that they were not only teammates was uh with jeff robinson from havana club yeah. coming from jenna because <clears throat> He asked Jenna and Beto. I yeah, I had another partner at the time that we had started teaching at the the first ever longest going bachata money oh. Havana. <laughs> like Luis mentioned with like two couples and that yeah. was it. Um, and they, we were trying to build this night with Jeff at Havana and um, it, it just kept building and everything's yeah. kind of just come organically because, you know, I never, as Luis mentioned, yes, I am a teacher. I also teach middle school. There's another yeah. little thing about me. So I teach eighth grade. So mm -hmm. like for me, like I'm God not, I can't do anything, especially this year. Let me tell you, thank you. <laughs> Bless me extra. Um, <laughs> what, what do I, what? What subject do you teach? Subject, I teach Spanish actually, mm -hmm. eighth oh grade. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that you're so ingratiated in the Spanish culture. I am. Yeah. It's given me a lot. Let me tell you. That's, that's, why that's a whole me. other conversation. That's how I tricked him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you speak Spanish better than me. Oh. But yeah, it, it all came really organically because, you know, I, I have to be over prepared for everything and, and yeah. I won't do anything halfway. So if I, if I don't feel ready, I'm not going to do it. And I want to make sure I've thought of things like a million different ways and all the possible questions that I could get and make sure that I can explain everything super well before deeming myself a teacher. And so, um, when we had, when I had been asked to teach at Havana, I was like, why? And Irina actually was the one that asked me. She said, because I love the way you dance and I think people want to dance like you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. That's and that's how it started. And so even then I didn't feel ready. And then I was like, Luis, you know, come and help out here. So it was me and Beto. And then eventually Luis and I, and it just kept growing. And then we started training 
so much um, with doing, you know, the stuff with touch, but then also getting um, to do a lot of work with Alex and Desiree, yes. um, taking privates and just being like, how are yeah, you every time moving like that? Like, what are you doing? And <laughs> every time we travel, we always try like to get some privates with people. Um, Alex and Desiree have been really, really big mentors for us mm -hmm. the same way as like Island Touch. Love them. Um, mm -hmm. with the trainings with a lot of people with the like with Alma with Alma Adina with, with Gabby some training, and Sergio Gabby at the time yeah um, we did a lot of training and I, I think at the at that time what really got us to be better in, in fact for us was having the pressure to be teachers yeah yeah because like when you teach you got to be perfect so the way that that we are we got to be as ready as we possibly can to mm -hmm. be in class. So we are like, okay, you gotta push. And, and just starting to teach got us better and better. Like we've changed all of our strategies to teach like a million times. <laughs> um, but that's a teacher in her and, and it works. We're just always improving. Always and improving, always trying to get better. And that's why I creating like I, I, I love creating stuff like yeah. I love the fusions. I love doing all new things. I, I had a girl when we were teaching of trying to do something different every week, even if I couldn't do it at the time. I would yeah. continue to do it. Mm -hmm. So that was our mentality. And I think that's how how we kept progressing with time. And mm -hmm. I think that kind of also is like a good segue into like. Yeah where we are right now because i think we've just always been adapting and and always changing things to not i don't want to say like go with the times because i feel like through this all we've still remained very much like ourselves yeah. um but just like adapting to change or like how can we make this better like what can we yeah. do to make this better um and i think it's been nice to like survive COVID and <laughs> figure yeah. out like, what can we do now, um, you know, to k keep doing what we want to do and mm -hmm. um, getting that encouragement from, like he said, our mentors um, and from our students, honestly, yeah. just being like, you should do this, you should do this. And we're like, nah, you don't know how Alex and Jez were like, you guys need to do your own choreo. And we're like, yeah. nah, we're like fine doing other people's choreos. Yeah, and they're like, no. Now. And they're like, no, you better have that. They were almost at the point like, yeah. we're not going to let you do any more choreos because you need to do your own. <laughs> so it was like that strong encouragement where we were like, okay, maybe we should. Let's try it. And it was the scariest. Yeah. It's scary. We, we did our first routine. Um, with our team, what was that now? Two years ago, three yeah. years ago, two years ago? Like, yeah, yeah. I think it was the last BSF, no? Two no, years two. ago. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. And it was like the scariest thing so, because everyone knew us as like, you know, like Island Touch and Alex and Desiree dancers, like doing their franchises and running those. So for us to like go out and put out our own choreography for the first time and no one really, everyone was like wondering what is like Jenna and Luis, like actually, you know? So it was, it was a very vulnerable experience, <laughs> but it, it went really well. And it, it, it gave us like just a slight amount of more encouragement to do more. Um, but it's just, it's, it's always scary, you know, along the way. Yeah. But I mean, still here. 
<laughs> I totally understand, especially with this kind of lifestyle of just performing and traveling and on top of you having your normal nine to five job in a sense during the week. Uh, so us like loving or waiting or like counting down the days on a calendar to that next festival. I mean, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, of course, Claire has been playing the choreographer fire. I definitely Thank concur you, on that one. And, and something, <laughs> Jenna, that I wanted to tell you um, was, especially with that connection with you and Carmen, was besides Carmen, I've had many conversations with many women uh, on this platform and realizing there's people like yourself that especially are symbols of the representation of women of color in this dance scene. And like you said, Luis, you assume that she was Latina, but then understanding that she was black and white, but she appreciated the Spanish culture and immersed herself in it and is learning it and now teaching it. And I don't know, Jenna, my question really was to you as well, besides commending you, my question was throughout your years of dancing, how was the overall reception with you within the community? So honest answer, it was it was easy because everyone just assumed I was Dominican. Um, <laughs> but like on the inside of that, from like me internally, yeah, there's always that struggle of like where like oh, do fe people feel like? I shouldn't be teaching because I'm not Dominican or they're like, Oh, you're such a great dancer and assume that I'm a Dominican. And then when they figure out that I'm not, then like, are you going to discredit me and my work? Because I'm not like, there's always been that kind of internal struggle with actually being accepted for just being me, you know, like I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. Um, I've always, and I say this forever in any interview that I do, that I am unapologetically myself yes. in whatever definition that is. So um, it, it was more just like I've had times where we, people have come up to us before classes and they start talking to us and they're like, oh, you're Dominican. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And then they treat me differently or yeah. they're like, oh, but you're teaching bachata. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been some times where yeah. it's been a little uncomfortable, but, um, you know, again, I, I'm not trying to be anyone different and yeah. I, I like that I continue to be present and will continue to be present and, you know, show that you don't have to be anything other than a hard worker to do whatever it is yeah. that you want to do. And if you're dedicated and you train for whatever you want, you can do it regardless of your race, ethnicity, yeah. size, age, yeah. gender. It That's doesn't true. matter. Like you can do whatever it is that you want to do if you want to do it because you can. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, that's what true. I have to say about that, Diamond. <laughs> no, and, and me asking that question is because I need people to understand is that even with our scene and we love what we do, we love the people we are networking with, we see on those weekends, we party with, we socialize with. There are those moments that like, we all have them that people question our validity. And I'm gonna give you a perfect example. Many people who know me know I don't speak Spanish very well. I know it, I can understand it. Hard for me to have a conversation. So for me, then when I have to tell people that, and then they question my validity, 
and I have to let them know that even with me dancing something, I may not overall understand the full language. I then do the research afterwards. Mm -hmm. And for me, having to do double or triple the work to try to prove my validity was a, a question at times at, at a younger age, but realizing I'm doing everything I can to contribute to a community that's given so much to me. And just having people accept you for who you are and knowing what you're doing is not a gimmick. Because yeah. you dan you and Louise dancing, I love is just that the genuineness you have on stage or in a demo teaching setting. Uh, it's definitely reminiscent of an Alex and Desiree, reminiscent of a George and Tanya. And, and realizing the people that have kind of guided you along the way both for both of you. And it's a people don't realize all of you, I think at one point when you started dancing, started with salsa. And many people don't even know that most of the bachata dancers we know started in salsa. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like you started with salsa and then you saw that avenue of bachata and it worked. And realizing, like you said, Louise, you know, with salsa was kind of intimidating. And then just so happened, boom, you meet Jenna, then there's Bachata, and Boston's growing as a community. And I believe Island Touch has had a lot to do with that growth, in my opinion, no, for sure. the Bachata community. And then it's influencers like yourselves that are help building it. Because when you talked about Leah and Andres from Salsa y Control, who are big groups out there from Boston for decades and now appreciating the art form of bachata and understanding artists like yourselves. And you said now you were the students and now you're teaching. That's a different responsibility. When you have a team to take care of, when you have, it's easy for eight members of your team to deal with you than you to deal with eight of them. Yeah, say that again. <laughs> we normally deal with way more. Yeah, we got a lot more than eight. Oh yes, just just for example. <laughs> no, so. but we it's it's good though. Yeah, it yeah. it is a lot from that platform of being, you know, a teacher, and then you become this like person in the community that people are looking at, and yeah. that's something especially in these times. Like I've had moments where you know, someone will message me and say, they'll send me something. And they're like, what do you think about this? Because uh, like people are constantly looking at you for your yeah. opinion, because they're, they're recognizing you as a person in the community. And it's, it's a lot of pressure in one aspect, because you, there's always eyes on you. There's always people watching you. And there's also people following your lead. And so it's like a really big responsibility, I feel to like, do the right thing, obviously, because you want to do the right thing, but also knowing that people are following your lead. So whatever it is that you're doing is going to have an impact in more than just yourself. Um, so there, there is a large responsibility in that, but I feel like it's, it's nice to know that we have like people behind us and, and, you know, people that look up to us and, whether they know it or not, like we look up to them back. And if it weren't for, excuse me, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here or who we are. So it's, it's a very big, I wouldn't big think deal. that we were like be here if it wasn't for the community that we have and, and the students that we have, like, mm -hmm. especially on this time, the support that we, that we got from the students during this time, yeah. what's really what pushed us through 
to even make the decision to have the studio the right studio. now. Studio. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It was it was all about the community. It was all about them. Mm-hmm. Even that this was a dream for us. Yeah. They pushed us even more to do something like that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, going back, you had Leon Andres who gave us, you know, the first opportunity to step into a leadership role, um, to Jeff for giving us the, our first teaching opportunity in the community, to Mikey for being the first to hire us for an event outside of yeah. our area. Mind, yeah, Mikey yeah. given all the gigs because Jersey was another big one for yeah. us. Like, we had never... Well, for me personally, it was never really my goal to even, or even a thought for me to teach outside of Austin. Like I've always just been, grow the community, grow the community, grow yeah. Boston, make it the best scene ever. <laughs> and then they're like, go teach here. And I'm like, okay, people want to learn from us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it, you know, just that, that foot in the door has helped build these other things. And we've made connections along the way, which has been really cool. So it's, it's like all those little steps that have kind of led us to where we are. It's been pretty cool. I mean, I, I definitely agree. And I would say is that um, in that, through all life's experiences, the common denominator is you. You ultimately are going to choose the outcome of the circumstances you're put under. You understand is that if you didn't train as much, you didn't study as much, you wouldn't be progressing as much because we understand too, there's two different types or many types of dancers. The ones that go to classes, they get a liking for it. They want to train, they want to study, they want to perform. They see the positives of the joys of performing and traveling. They start getting noticed. There's like process mm-hmm. of how it goes. Uh, but realizing, like you said, you and your genuineness and just being merely vulnerable to yourself because you're your harshest critic. You're the one that's going to oh ultimately gosh. choose what you're going to do. <laughs> I mean, and I think too, like you said, your partnership together as a dance couple and as teachers, you're feeding off one another. So when Jenna's not feeling it, you got Luis there and vice versa to kind of balance it out. And I oh, think sure. definitely. For, for sure. <laughs> We're both like, yes, because this studio definitely wouldn't have happened if we weren't both like, are you sure we can do this? Are you going to do this? Can we do this together? Are we going to make yeah. it? I mean, I, I would I would definitely, if you want to go back, I'll say you guys are the fire and ice. I'm sorry, I got to take that right now. You guys got the fire and ice. Everyone knows that. There's no surprise. <laughs> before, before we got the studio, I had the opportunity before, and I mentioned it to Jenna, and she's like, oh, I'm definitely not ready for oh. this right now. There was moments that we were just yeah. not ready, mm-hmm. and then it ended up working out because after that, I, I saw myself go, like, oof, very under. I had a yeah. really dark moment like during this quarantine and thank god it didn't happen then but it happened now it happened when it had to happen yes just lemonade what is it lemonade out of lemons yes that's what we did yes okay i got got (laughs) there were were lots of lemons in 2020 I didn't know how to say it. Yeah, there were a lot of of lemons. There's a lot of rough things that we went through this this, uh, 2020 year for sure. I mean, at least before we we getting into that, that actually helps me transition now to kind of understanding the present into now the future, meaning that, you know, we remember throughout the years leading before COVID happened, we were just waiting to go to our next event. We were waiting to teach the next class. Um, we didn't think that everything could change in one day. 
and and realizing that you know with COVID happening, it affected our community a lot globally because out the thing we love to do dance requires connection. It requires people to be closer than six feet to each other. So I mean, when COVID happening and realizing um, everything was put to a halt, the people who were known to travel week after week were no longer traveling. They had to find another alternative for income. Um, we also understood that there were certain dancers that weren't going to be able to consistently promote themselves on a social media platform constantly. And, you know, there's some that just kind of stopped dance altogether, uh, shut down their studios. And it, it really made us all look, especially myself at our dance community, much stronger and understand that people have to know these artists that you love to see on stage are human beings first. And we go through emotions, we go through trials and tribulations, and we have our own personal situations we have to deal with when you don't see us at a social or you don't see us on a stage. You know? Yes. It's the harsh reality. I think people here are understanding that as we're talking, we're talking also about our vulnerability. We're talking as from a human standpoint, not just as Jenna Louise, the dance studio owners, but Jenna and Louise, the people, you know, because for me, whenever I would see you guys or I would see any of the dancers that I haven't seen in a while when we're at a social, most of the time, honestly, the first thing I ask is not, are you performing? How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because I think that right there was something lost because you only did that with your close friends in the scene when you had time upstairs in the hotel room because you weren't doing that when you were downstairs. Most of us weren't. Yeah. So I think this quarantine more than ever made me focus on creating something that I could connect with artists like yourselves because to just say here in a public setting, hey, how are you doing? Because like you said- well, Aren't you nice, Diamond? That's <laughs> <It's> so sweet. <laughs> You know, but it's, it's artists like yourselves that I've known for quite some time. So now to have this type of platform that I allow people to understand you how I understand you, that's what's important. Because like you yeah. said, people don't really maybe care or understand that, you know, you're not just a performer. You know, you, you have other hobbies and things you have to do. You have a life outside of dance. I mean, yeah. so my question really is with COVID happening uh, and really this whole past year, um, the importance of having your supporters that wanted you to have a studio, what has really been the biggest lessons that you've been able to learn throughout from when you first started dancing to kind of presently? Do you want me to take that? Yeah. I had a feeling. Um, <laughs> um, go ahead, go ahead. I so, need to translate. I know. <laughs> so honestly, I would say one thing that really important for anyone that might happen to watch this to like realize not just in the dance industry or you know instructors but just like anything that you deemed as essential for your life that you know when things were normal and you were going out and doing these things and if if you stop doing them just realize that those people that you you know, not, I don't want to say used, but yeah. did things with, for your personal enjoyment. Like those people also get enjoyment out of 
doing and providing those services for you. Mm -hmm. And so if that all goes cold turkey, then I can see people feeling not wanted or not appreciated or not needed and and just make sure you know that if if people want the community yeah to be what it was on the other side of these things it's gonna take the same community that built it in the first place to help maintain it and and let you know those people know that you still appreciate them even if you can't provide in, in the way that you did before, because I know for us, it was very emotionally tough when, when COVID happened and we went from teaching so many nights a week and having teams and students to like, we didn't even have a studio anymore to teach out of. So yeah. for us, it was like when the, the place that we were teaching in closed, we're like, well, I guess life's going to be different on the other side. And, and it started yeah. to hit us as a reality that like what, the old way, what we knew before COVID no longer existed. And we could have just been like, okay, well, it's just going to be like that, yeah. you know, on the other side, and then we can deal with it then. But, you know, then we had our students that, you yeah. know, a lot of people use uh, dance for like mental, therapy. like therapy for a release for an escape. And, you know, we also, well, I can't speak for we, but I also need the, you know, dance as an escape and, and a way of expressing myself and interacting with other people outside of my other job that is very stressful. And so for all of that to be gone, yeah, I was also in a dark place. I had a lot of stuff going on personally in my life um, during COVID where, like, honestly, if I wouldn't have had, you know, people to fall back on, I don't even know where I would have been on the other side of these things. And so mm. we kind of just paused everything for a little bit and regrouped and, yeah. you know, got in touch with ourselves and said, well, what is it that we want to do for us? And what are we able to provide? Because if you're a provider, but you're also not okay, yeah, that's also a struggle. So it took a little bit of, of time and adjustment to figure out what we were even able to provide. And, you know, little by little, we were able to, of course, check on our people because everyone had stuff going on. So check on our dancers, check on our people. And, you know, it all comes back and feels worth it when you have someone say, oh my God, like spending that hour, even if it was virtual, it's not the yeah. same, but it's the highlight of my week yeah. or, I still like seeing you or I feel better like after getting to share this space, even if I'm not even dancing and just showing up and seeing you, you know, like those are the things that were really important to me personally. And, and especially I have my ladies, I have a group of ladies, shout out to my ladies teams. I love them so much. Um, it's just very, very, important to like check on one another and love on one another and make sure that you're there, even if you might not be physically present, yeah. that you're still there. Um, and I, I feel like that's been very helpful to get through this time and has helped keep me going. And honestly, um, I just started my first ladies team of my own mm. as a, yeah, not a <laughs> franchise. And yeah. um, I honestly, like so many people showed up for that and I cried. 
I'm a sap anyways, but I cried my first rehearsal, just like looking around at who yeah. was there. And, and so it's things like that, that keep yeah. you going despite everything else that's going on, because you know that there's still people there. And mm. so just think that. Thanks <laughs> to everyone that's there. I'm not going to be emotional. I know I'm done. The end. Luisa's turn. Well, she put it every day. I think my biggest lesson after all of this is like how close the community was. I guess sometimes it's hard for me to separate. Okay, I'm an instructor. Uh, I have to be this and this and that. Um, and just being able to blend them both together was my biggest lesson for this year because I am not only an instructor for all my community, I'm also like a person, a You're human, human, a friend. <laughs> like all these things that I wasn't really, like, really um, aware and that really, they really showed all that to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm super grateful all my students and all of that and also consistency we always like because that has been our mentality all the time mm -hmm. we always we always had issues our entire way up we always had like bumps in between yeah if it was like personal or if it was like whatever but we always pushed through and i think just keeping that mentality eventually mm -hmm. got us through all the way to this yeah um, so yeah we made it here um learning from all of our people and being persistent that, that was the biggest thing absolutely absolutely and at least before we get into the last segment that i have called the randoms a question i have really for both of you joined together would really be is as you all, as you guys are right now as we're talking you're in your newest studio in 2021 uh a year later and realizing now you guys have that opportunity uh to have your own studio now uh, and realizing now you're allowing your community to come in. Um, what has really been the biggest takeaways of now kind of having your own studio, uh, apart from just doing, you know, renting a studio now, now you're in charge of a place. What has been that overall feeling from the beginning of the opening? We have a studio? <laughs> That's the what? This is our place? Like, I don't think. Yeah. I don't even think it's. Really sink in all the way yet? Yeah, I feel like every day we kind of <laughs> believe it more. Yeah, like, it has definitely been from nothing to like what it is right now. And sometimes you feel like it's this dude. Is this ours? Is this Are we world? alive? <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> it just feels super great. It's definitely a dream come true for us. Yeah, we always dreamed about it. We always wanted it. We didn't, never imagined that it was going to happen right after a pandemic. <laughs> During still a pandemic. Still, like, <laughs> um, but I think, I don't know, like, it was just the right time. And again, the, our biggest thing with our students, I feel like yeah, our students pushed us to do, not that they pushed us, but they motivate us to take this kind of risk because we know we have the support. Mm -hmm. And we felt that more than ever this, this year. Feel like they deserve more from us, and, and yeah, that's what we get. Having them happy, like having them come here, being able to, yeah. see them, knowing that we didn't have that before the studio, we didn't even know. Like if we didn't 
get the studio, we didn't even know what the future was, where we're going to see them again. So that definitely. Yeah, we just knew that on the other side of these things, we just call it post-COVID. We knew that post-COVID, we wanted to have a space where we could do the things that we enjoyed doing and be able to continue providing and in even more because we had so many plans and we've never had enough time or space to do everything that we've wanted to do. And mm -hmm. we just really believe in, and this is an artist space. And like, there's, if you're familiar with what's happening in Boston, so many so many dance places have closed and yeah. so there's very few locations where people can host classes, host events, have socials. Like there's a lot of venues that have been closing. And, and so for us, it was like, we want to be able to have a space where we can have all these really cool artists come in and do what they're passionate about. Um, so shout out to, all of our instructors that we have in our studio because right. it's not it's not just us like we're not it wasn't really our plan to just be the only ones in here like yeah have really cool people that are really passionate about what it is that they do and and to be able to open our students eyes to like a whole nother world like we got people doing Tim Popical I, well, I was like, what is Tim Popical? We have an yeah. instructor, Jeff, who... To open it more, to, just to be able to do everything that we, mm. that we once wanted to do. And yeah. And have the time or space. That's what we want to offer to all of our students. Exactly. So they have like bachata, salsa, kisomba, zumba. We have a dance conditioning class. We have mm. Tim Popical, hip hop. Um, yeah. So it's like all these things that, that can happen and, and everyone can enjoy, whether virtually... Um, cause let me tell you one thing that's been great about this whole year was figuring out how to do more virtually. And so having yeah. all this equipment, um, you know, Claire, who was here left us, <laughs> she was living in Boston and she moved to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was sad for us and also for her to like, not have that connection from the dance scene anymore. Yeah. But um, now she's still able to do stuff with us because, um, you know, we have all this, these extra capabilities of things that we would have never even thought of doing. Um, we have students who, you know, are from Texas that are like training with us now because instead of just waiting until they come to Boston, they can, yeah. you know, do it weekly if they want. So it's pretty cool, um, to have that available. Yes, Claire. <laughs> so we love still being able to have, you know, people that are in the Boston area or outside of the Boston area um, and just be able to expand here and they move because Boston exactly. being like a college town, I feel like most of our students, most of the time they just come do their and little few leave. years. And they go. <laughs> uh, so just being able to like, stay connected. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now it helps me transition to now our last segment called the randoms, which is about 10 questions uh, given to both of you to help myself and the audience get to know you a little bit better. So all I need to know is when you are ready. Aye, aye, aye. I think we're ready. <laughs> ready as we're going to be. Here we go. Perfect. Number one, favorite food. I got my favorite food right there. What is it? I like. <laughs> right there. See, it was right there. Hold on, hold on. It, it got messed up. I like mofongo. Oh, yes. 
Mofongo, but like with steak inside, you know, all together. Ooh, that be steak. Mofongo, that be steak. Yeah. Uh-huh, we stay. <laughs> like that? <laughs> You're definitely from Puerto Rico with the sound. Yeah. I love it. Um, I like food, honestly. Oh, okay. I've, no, but I, I like everything but sushi. But if, if you asked anyone what I would eat, he knows. Like, I would take sweets any day over real food, what he calls real food. I love sweets, like cake and chocolate. Oh, my God. Change my mind. I could order dessert before an actual. Oh my god! But you could you could order edible arrangements before like. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. Well, well, Luis, you won't be touching none of your food ever. So don't even just two different things. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next question is for the both of you. If you could be at a social right now, what is one song that you would have to dance to? If you could only have one song, what would it be? Oh, that's a hard question. Wow. I think right now, mm-hmm. because of how good it feels to have one of the friends to do a song, I feel like I have to dance to Dakota song, like Dakota's new song. Oh, shout out to Dakota. Like I to, I yes. Need, they, I need to social dance to that song in an actual social sense. La mujer de tu vida. La mujer de tu vida. Ooh. You like that? Oh yeah, I did. I, I was like, wow. That was the only time. It won't happen again. <laughs> I mean, I like at a dissertation or something. I mean, out of many because I know I have many of them, but that one I know how. Mm. Okay. Okay. Right, so, my next question then would be for the both of you. This one goes for Jenna. What is your most embarrassing moment on a stage or at a congress? And the same goes for Louise. <laughs> I immediately think about that time. Oh, my God. So there's this one time, right? Thank God it wasn't on a stage. Um, but we were social dancing somewhere, and I was dancing with Louise, and I had on those heels that have, like, the laces oh, um, yes. that lace all the way up, and I had tied them in a loop. I have learned since then, ladies, tuck your laces in. But uh, so we're, like, dancing. And like my heel got caught in the loop of my other side. And so I'm like dancing and like <laughs> just started slowly going to the ground as I'm holding on to Luis. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I ended up on the floor in like slow motion. But like, what does Luis do? He like sits on the floor with me. <laughs> That's partnership, right there. That's, that's oh, smooth. Know. That's real smooth. You he said, know. "I thought it was part of the move." <laughs> Everybody looking at us like, "Why are you two sitting down on the floor?" But at least he wasn't her, right? You know, only her. Yeah. See, oh, you see, I mean, so he, he could have just left you right there. I mean, thank no, you. It was pretty embarrassing because you had no control over it. It was just I was going down, and you were going down with me. It was just happening. <laughs> All right, so I'm assuming I'm probably that one, but I'm assuming maybe oh, I, have, one. I have another one that works. I'm actually interested. What, what um, is this? Can I say this one? Okay, I don't so, know. Can you? Um, I was actually on, on a dance circle battle, and this was in Puerto Rico. So I was, I was about to up, say, Where was I? I was yeah, up, and they put some Michael Jackson music, and I was like, Oh, yeah, this is, this is my jam. I'm gonna kick like uh, Michael Jackson. So I kicked, and my pants broke wide open in the middle of the circle. 
Pra. Pra. Pra open. Yeah, that's my Puerto Rican in me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, what, that's what his pants sound like when they break, if you were wondering. Yeah, I, you know, I traumatized by the sound, you know? I just heard that and felt the wind, and I was like, I knew that was, like, problems for That's me. pretty embarrassing. So anyways, in the middle of the circle, I had to moonwalk out and, and stop that battle. Um, but you know what's funny? Somebody that was watching me doing the battle, he gave me his pants. Oh my god. He gave me his pants and pushed me back into the stage. Oh, that's nice. And Everything happens for a reason. Pants. He stayed with my broken pants all, all, all on that social. I'm yeah, hoping he don't still happen. have them broken pants somewhere. No, he gave it to me after. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I just hang out on those with the, with his pants the whole night. And he oh was just my goodness. The that's fact that you had someone who randomly just had an extra set of pair of pants, because normally it's a shirt. But my man probably was gonna sweat that those pants he had on or anyway. But you know what? No, he switched pants with me. He That's took the happened. pants off he, he had took on. The broken pants, and I took his pants. <laughs> That's a true friend right there. <laughs> I didn't know. Your man take the pants. Know. I didn't even pants. know this dude. I you didn't even know. Him. Wow. No. No, but he like he liked my dancing. I guess. <laughs> Puerto Rico, especially in Puerto Rico, we are friends. Puerto Rico will do that. <laughs> I love he was it. like, All "Man, right. you were killing him. Come take my pants." That's so. Funny. <laughs> I can't. And Jenna, you heard? You've never heard this story. No, that was first. <laughs> Only here. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! God. All right. So next one, number four is: What did both of you want to be at ten years old? What did the ten-year-old Jenna want to be? What did the ten-year-old Luis want to be? I wanted to be a veterinarian. Because mm. I love animals. Mm. And I realized that I don't like seeing animals hurt. So that was short lived. Mm. I didn't even know. I think I wanted to be in a music video by 10 years old. <laughs> you didn't want to be a baseball player? Uh, I actually played baseball, but it wasn't my best. I actually did more <laughs> basketball than baseball. Okay. My, my little brother did baseball. All right. Um, but yes, I think I always dream of just being in a music video. And you made it. I made mm. it on my, my 19, yeah. Look at that. So, oh, all right, a veterinarian and a music video dancer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I like that. At 10, wow, at 10 years old, that's definitely. We're so alike. <laughs> we're yeah, so we're so much in common. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, so the next question here should be interesting. What is your spirit animal? I'm a phoenix. Oh, my. are we going like X Men? You trying to go like the phoenix? That that throwback? What the phoenix? I'm just. Rising, I guess. I'm just like you know, I I go through things and I recreate myself mm. in like a stronger way. Always, I I just thought like that's my spirit animal, just forever surviving. Oh, I could I could see when you said that, Luis was like, okay, all right, now yeah. you got to, you got that make me think on this one. What I'm gonna say. He's like, what's a spirit animal? What about an animal? I don't know, maybe a monkey. I don't know. <laughs> he said a monkey. You can say an eagle. I, I, monkey, I just go with the flow and create stuff. Like come up with stuff. This is why you have Jenna here because she's gonna save you. You don't want to say. Yes. I know. I know. I I would say this. I would see more of it like an eagle, someone who's very observant. You know, it's just. Even with elephants, they're very focused on memory. There's, there's different things about certain animals. Like a lot of women that I've talked to, 
especially said lionesses and and men said lions and it's it's all the biggest thing I can say is the number one answer I've gotten is a wolf because they have the adaptability of being alone but also being a part of a group. Ah, that's so I, interesting. See, so if I never thought sense, about this, Diamond. See, E- even oh, though you weren't able to find that, I think I found one for you. Yeah. You are. I think a wolf is better than a monkey. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to be a monkey. Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't think that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna got you on that one. I like that. You All got right. me. Okay, wolf. So next, Thank you, Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> next question here. Between the both of you, do you prefer partner work? Or shines. I know. I think everyone's gonna expect us to say footwork, right? Yeah. Everybody expect that. Which I I like the freedom of just doing shine routine. Okay. I I really enjoy dancing with Jenna. I feel like we can create a lot together. So. Yeah, I would say partner work. There's feelings that sure. partner work does. Yeah. It cannot be done in shine. Like there's only so much you can get with shines. Yeah. Just to be able to connect with somebody and kind of be one is a different feeling. So I, I, I think I agree. I, I agree. Think I agree that, you think like, you agree with yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think like I agree with me. Mm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Partner work is um. There's and and I say this more in social. Social aspect. Yeah, if I think performing, it could go either way. I like just breaking it down on my own. But when it's social, definitely partner work because it's all about that connection. I love it. I love it. All right, perfect. Next question here. What would be your superpower for the both of you? If I could pick one? Absolutely, just one. If you could pick just one. Just one superpower. You need to- <laughs> <laughs> um, that's hard. That's mm. a hard one. I think healer. Oh, that's like one of that's like I've only heard that once out of about 98 episodes. So that says a lot. Healer. I like that. I think I've just watched too many like superhero shows and oh, like man. So when I hear healer, I'm like, oh, but then everyone's going to want to try to take advantage of you because <laughs> everybody's going to want you to help them. And then you're going to break down. <laughs> See, this is the St. Louis. So don't even don't even go down that rabbit hole. I already know where it's headed. <laughs> Just yeah, I can heal people's minds to not think about it. <laughs> See, yeah, I want to make you better. So you don't, you know, I get it. So I wonder what Jenna's would be. I... I don't know. I feel like maybe she could be a psychic. No, I don't want to be a psychic. You don't want to know what everybody has. My anxiety, boy, I would. I'd probably never leave the house (laughs) if I knew what was going to happen. But I don't know. I I would like to. I think if I answered this way back when, I would. Oh, Cece, love you. Um, I always wanted to like know 
everything. Like oh. I'm, I'm really into questions. Like if I don't know something, I want to figure it out. You no, know, I'll, like we're not a conspiracy theorist now. I don't know if you're going. Oh down no, 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 no. <laughs> like, oh, if I wanted to like learn how to play guitar, like yeah. I would want to have that skill Learning to fast. like learn it. Yeah, to like acquire things, just because I think it would be cool to know a lot of things. Mm. Okay. I like that's that. What I, that's the best I came up with right now, Diamond. I like that answer. <laughs> and I like that answer. This one, next question, I will consider a very spicy question because uh -oh. it's going to now ask, you have three people from the both of you, you both have three each, and you can't include your partner. Who are three people that you would could dance with right now? Who would it be? Darling Garcia. Mm. Number one. That's my boy. Shout out to Darlin. I always have so much fun dancing with him at Congresses. Like it could literally just be me and him in the bachata room the whole time. And we'll just have a good time. Yeah. I always have fun dancing with him. That's one for sure. That's just right off the top of my head. Only three. Yeah, only. I really like dancing with Jonathan from J Squared. Mm -hmm. um, just because. He's just as silly as I am. Like I never, if you've ever danced with me, I yeah. hardly ever take myself seriously. So I always appreciate someone who just likes to have fun mm -hmm. um, and just vibe with. So that's my other one. And then I'd say my third one has to be Alex because I love Alex. Yeah. And he's just fun in whatever he does. Wow. I'm surprised I answered that that fast. Your turn. Wow, this is hard for me. Oh my god, I love so many people for so many reasons. Um, okay, if I have to pick only three, um, I don't want nobody to get upset. Okay, I I'm like, what are you gonna say? <laughs> you can't say um, me. I'm just gonna say for like uh, <laughs> connection, like there's different vibes that I feel with different mm. people when it comes to connection. And fun, I have to say Desiree. I dance with Desiree, and it's so fun, so natural, really. Yeah. Fun. I don't know what they care. Um, I enjoy watching some people that I haven't danced with a lot of them a lot or enough, but I know mm -hmm. with Desiree I've danced enough that I'm like, wow, every dance is like so. Cool. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, oh my God, this is hard. I haven't danced with Alemana as much as I would want to, mm -hmm. but when we dance, it's a really good connection. However, I've danced with Bianca a lot. Yeah. And I know that dancing with Bianca is, has been great and it's always like a super good connection. And yeah. So I like her. Oh my God, I have so many favorites. I cannot. I know. I'm like trying to think, like, who do you dance um, with all the time? Yeah. Um, I also like the connection that I have with Annette from New York. Oh, Annette, yes, Annette. Um, yes, I have to include her because, like, when I dance with her, the connection is super cool. So shout out to Annette. And I think that will be the three of out of yeah. 100 that I have. Yes. And then we're both yeah. going to pick a fourth. Okay, because we get to break rules. And then my number four, my number four that can't uh -huh. include Luis would be my fiance. And okay. Luis's oh. number four would also be. Ellie. There you go. Yeah. 
I love it. I love it. You're just here saving the day throughout the whole entire time. There you go. We're going to save each other's Because you already know, after this, they would have said, so you weren't going to say me. So you don't like dancing with me at all. I I spent this whole hour and a half watching this interview. Waiting for my shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the bays. Yes, shout out to the bays. All right. So next question, our second to last question is, what is a special talent that many people wouldn't know you have? Many a special talent many people oh, don't so know talented. we have. You so talented. <laughs> um, oh man. I don't know if it's a special talent. Okay. What? Oh yeah. I have, I do a couple things that people don't know. Like I play guitar. Mm. I can cook really well. No, oh, wait, wait. Uh, I'm gonna stop you there. <laughs> I, I got you, partner. You said true, but I need to know how true. What is a dish? Oh, okay. Well, I can cook. It's anything. true. Okay. I can cook anything from rice or for the mofomo, from the steak, from the beef steak, from Luis's Versace food, Asian food, whatever. <laughs> I, I love cooking. If okay. I want to be dancing, I will probably be a cook somewhere. All right. Um, and wait, you said the you said the guitar, the cooking, mm-hmm. singing's also kind of up there too. Wow. I can write and sing mm-hmm. music, well, songs. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, you're making me I look bad. bad. I'm over here like, what am I gonna say? I don't sing. I don't you manage. <laughs> you can manage his career. That is a talent. You can manage exactly. that. Look at that. He's really good managing stuff. So that's the whole big talent. Right <laughs> <laughs> She's putting ideas in your head right now. I want to see what Jenna has to say. That's for real, though. All right, that's it. I'm gonna keep it there. <laughs> My talent is. Uh, but everyone knows this. See, that's where it got skills. me. I'm, I am master organizer of many things all uh, at the I same time. That's, that's a superpower, pretty much. That is a superpower. That. Yeah, without breaking a sweat. Mm. Like, mm. honestly, I feel like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really in, I like managing things and organizing yeah. things. And um, like, I designed our logo. Yes, I love um, it. And pretty much anything else. Like I did our website and just like a lot of our business stuff. (laughs) Louise is a great dancer. Yeah. So what did you know? (laughs) I choreographed. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably that's probably personality part over there. But all the behind the scenes stuff, credit to Jenna, because I don't really do much about that. I'm really big into budgeting. Wow. That's my other thing. Like, I've talked to some people about that, and I've been on a couple of podcasts about that, but mm-hmm. I'm really into, like, helping people get out of debt. Wow. That's amazing, especially especially during these times, because yes. realizing how many people haven't even had a savings account, realizing yes. how many businesses were so susceptible to debt and yes. just falling behind, that is amazing. Yeah, that's what I'd say. A lot of people don't know. Wow. That's, I mean, seriously, th- those are definitely talents in itself. But now it brings me to my last question. Oh. Uh, and this one here should be very interesting because I love the answers, especially when there's two guests on the platform. So it goes like this You're on an island. Disclaimer I'll make it even easier. You're on Culebra. 
You got no <laughs> right. Yeah, we're gonna go <laughs> there. I'll yeah, there. You know I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, we're not gonna go to Manati, we're not gonna go to Santuse, we're gonna go to Culebra. We're gonna go all the <laughs> way out there. You're on an island over there. You got no Wi-Fi. More than likely, you probably don't have Wi-Fi if you're on a Culebra, but you have no Wi-Fi. What are three things that you both would have with you on that island? So that, it's funny cool. that you knew that because that literally would have been That's my first one. answer. That's the one. He said, okay. you're boo. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But we can agree on the first one. Yeah. Okay. You're right, you're right. Um, some gym equipment. <laughs> <laughs> For me, forgot about the gym equipment. I need a stove. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can cook with fire. I think. Wow, it's hard. Now, now that I added two things. Mm. I'm just like my boo, my mother. Okay. <laughs> can I just bring some people? I, family, right? Yeah, I just can I bring my, my mom. I need my mom. Yeah, you can have your <laughs> my mom. mom. My mom solves all problems. So any problem that I would find on the island, my mom would solve it. You said if there was no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean. You don't need Wi-Fi. We'd be okay. Well, if I bring a stove and I bring exactly. my boot, then I need a phone so I can call my family. Because <laughs> you can't bring them all because you can only have three. <laughs> I need three things. Okay. So I'm assuming you're going to go in the ocean like, Get all the fish you can. Oh, yes. I'm, okay. I'll be cooking it up. I'll be doing push-ups and swimming. Don't worry. So, so you understand, Louise, you took on the responsibility of feeding everyone that is on this island that Jenna brings aboard. Well, oh, look, yes, when they much. cook, okay. they don't they I don't know how to people. cook like for, it. like, one person. <laughs> it's always for, like, 50 people. And there's, like, oh, one right, person. It's only me <laughs> and my girlfriend <laughs> the house. And I cook, like, if it was a party. Anyway. Always. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I definitely respect it. So and that... Even if I don't bring it, that belongs to me anyway. <laughs> yeah, those are, I would say my three, my fiance, mm -hmm. my mom, and music. Mm. And then, Because music cures all moods. Oh, I love how you left that at the end. Just hit that, like a little mic drop. I like that. My mom all solves right. everything else. <laughs> yes. Just so, yes, Jenna. Jenna's mom just lets you know she's on an island, and she's telling you got to come with her, no questions asked. You understand why. <laughs> absolutely absolutely but you know again jenna and louise i really thank you so much for doing this segment i think especially throughout our talk tonight and throughout this part is i definitely felt as well as many of us probably who will see this is we got to really understand jenna and louise as the human beings more for the just the artists that you guys are understanding you guys both of you have lives outside of dance both of you have lives within dance. Both of you have ties to the overall Boston community that you've been contributing to for X amount of years. Now having a studio, which many people will call an institution, a place people can come. And like you said, something Jenna earlier was an artist space, allowing other businesses or creatives and artists to come to your facility and be able to share that instead of just being exclusive you're being inclusive and i think definitely during this year during this time people need to see examples of that more than ever but at least you know i definitely feel tonight i got to know so much more about you appreciate about both of you because of 
the amount of years both of you have put in to be where you are now. I mean, that's inspiring because we've seen many people who just appreciate just social dancing, who appreciate just performing here and there. But there are those that can social dance, perform, and be dance directors. And that's a, a very tall task to take for many. But seeing you guys persevere over the years, whether it's through your personal lives, uh, seeing you guys here now looking happy and healthy, as I can see, I'm glad that we've had this opportunity. But at least before we go, I would love to know um, a, kind of two questions in one for both of you. Of The first question would be, uh, what do you see as the future of this dance community? And also any last few words that you have for myself and the audience? You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, first, I definitely want to say, Diamond, thank you for having us and inviting us to the show. Um, it's always, you know, nice to catch up with you and, and also just, you know, to have a, a platform that you can use to spread some info, some positivity and, mm -hmm. and, you know, help support artists out there, but also to help, you know, one another connect with the community because I think that's really cool. Um, so thank you for taking the time to do that because I know it's a lot. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, and then you go and then I'll say my last thing. What are your last mm -hmm. things? I like how she set that up. Yeah, I was just like, set it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, thank look. you again, Diamond. <laughs> thank you for inviting us. I think um, what I see the scene or happening, I feel like everybody um, – have learned something from this mm -hmm. time, or at least I hope that we learn that the most important things um, sometimes you forget um, yeah. in your life. So I feel like everybody is like this fresh new start. Hopefully it's better. For as and I see it like more united than ever. Mm -hmm. It's my vision when it comes to that. <clears throat> at least for our community and what I can see from from our students and our people, it's like. I feel like everybody's going to be more united. They know. I feel like everybody gets to know a lot more from each other, yeah. which is yeah. sometimes we miss that. We just see each other in rehearsal, mm -hmm. and that's it. But this time just forced everybody to learn some more from each other, which is what you're doing, too. So mm -hmm. I feel like people have started to do those things, and, and that's the type of community that I know, not only dancers in this, but mm -hmm. everybody would be more interested other more um yeah i think it's important to just keep building the community and you know making yeah. our community the best community possible and i think that's what's really cool about the boston scene is that mm -hmm. everyone is you know really supportive of one another because we're all really it's not a competition we're all working yeah. towards the the same goal really which is building and sustaining the dance community because we all love it and enjoy doing it. So, you know, keeping the dance and the culture alive and, and just going from there. So I think also our vision will be to keep helping our, our community as students, but also our artists. I know there's mm -hmm. some, there have been some people that haven't been able to do what they love, haven't been able yeah. to dance, haven't been to see their students. So whatever we can do in that and, we will do. We'll be more than happy to bring people to our place when it's open. Like invite people to teach. That's our vision. That's our goal. Yeah. Is to make sure that everybody that wasn't able to do it, maybe at some point they can, they have the opportunity to do it again. 
Yeah. Which is one of our goals. All the people we love and support and making yeah. sure that, you know, everyone else gets to love other. and love on them too. Cause there's a lot of really great people in there. So we'll continue to support all those really positive people that bring positivity to the scene and inclusion mm -hmm. and all the other things that we consider to be very important. Um, I think it's really cool to keep giving them a platform as well. Um, so more people can appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. And at least <laughs> I love how you guys really do feed off of one another and you <laughs> that throughout the entire talk. And at least before we do go as well, any uh, contact information on how people can reach you both in terms of just future classes you're holding, whether it's virtual or in person? Yeah, so there's lots of easy ways. The easiest one, you can go to Jenna and Luis with the word and.com, Jenna and Luis.com. Or you can find the same website um, from our dance studio, which is jandldancestudio.com. Um, we're also on Instagram as Jenna Luis Bachata, um, as well as Facebook. And then obviously the studio as well, um, JL Dance Studio. So um, lots of ways that you can connect with us. All of our personals are there as well. So you can see a little behind the scenes for both of us. Um, but we have the studio, then we have Jen and Luis Bachata, and then we have our personals. We're just out there. So any of those ways, it'd be great. And then if you're watching and you ever want to come by and take a class with any of our instructors in our studio, you can do that virtually. So jnldancestudio.com. And if you're ever in Boston, just make sure that you come, come see us. us. Message us because we love everybody you have visited. Our community is bomb. That's all I got to say. We've been to a lot of places. I don't want anyone to get mad, but when, when things open back up, Boston community, our dance community is very special. So mm. if you haven't been, you, you need to check it out. Whether oh, yeah. it's bachata, salsa, kison, bazook, anything, Ooh. all of it, like the, our people. There's, there's something special about this community. Oh, thank, thank you. you yeah. <laughs> and, and just realizing it's exactly the same type of information and things I was able to learn today was so beneficial because I already appreciated all, both of you during just the many years you've been just involved in a scene, whether it's you traveling from Boston to New York, going to events or throughout the States and realizing, like you said, your influence because you're teaching you know, when you're having that ability to teach people, it's a huge responsibility and realizing you're helping create the new generation of dancers for years to come. And, you know, having both of you on meant so much because I know for me, I got to appreciate and understand you both more than just what you do at a Congress or a festival. So, so realizing now other people can appreciate that. That's why I do it. You know, and I honestly, I'm thankful that both of you took the time out today and the amazing JNL dance studio out there in Boston. People, people, Definitely check it out. I definitely want things are much safer. I want to take a trip up there to Boston. Actually, oh, FYI. Let's go. Yes, I FYI. Now, now I gotta cook for you, man. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> get some food. <laughs> I just did a big shout out to Brandon Contreras because him uh, was definitely instrumental <coughs> in my decision that me and my wife, Catherine, who I've met through Island Touch, um, me and her will be moving to Rhode Island in a couple years. So that oh, I'll be just an hour. Yeah, so okay. we, we'll be moving to Rhode Island in a couple of years, definitely. But realizing I've, I've always appreciated the Boston dance community and 
talking to two artists like yourselves that have been really key and influential in the growth of the bachata scene and seeing where it's gone and where it's going. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to have you both on tonight. So I thank you. I thank everyone thank tuning in tonight for t tonight's episode with the live discussions with Diamond. Uh, I myself, Diamond, here with Jenna and Luis out there from the Boston area, out there at the JNL Dance Studio. Everyone, please check it out and hope everyone stay safe. And we will see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> everyone, thank you and have a good night.